0: Now I want you to open your Bible. Second 2 Timothy two nineteen. Turn on your telephone, make sure it's to the Bible. Watch the screen. We believe the Bible's inspired the inerrant and infallible word of God at Sage mod. If God says it, that settles it. You don't have to believe it, it's settled when God says it. And I am so glad that God wrote a Bible that a child can understand. I'm so glad that from the time that you're able to talk, you can start memorizing Scripture like God is love, that you can start teaching your children the Word of God. There are great chapters. There's great books. There's legendary stories that go through many chapters of the Bible that we learn as we grow older. But today I want to focus on one word. I want to share with you a word that's worth remembering it is a word that if you understand its meaning biblically and experientially it'll change many things in your life this word is easy to remember but it is powerful in its meaning and i want to read to you from second timothy chapter 2 and verse 19. Second Timothy, chapter 2 and verse 19. It starts, the verse, Nevertheless, that's our word. The foundation of God stands sure, having this seal, the Lord knows them that are his. And let everyone that names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Amen. Now hold on to that and I want to read to you from Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 8 through 10. We are troubled on every side but we're not yet distressed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. That the life also of Jesus might be manifest in our body. Now, block out some things this morning that your mind is fixed on and center in for just the next few minutes on this word, nevertheless. I've got a question for you. Are you often amazed at how other people handle their trials? Their troubles, their tribulations differently from you. Same problem, just different response. You see, there's two kinds of people. Those that can handle it and those that can't. Those that can't are locked into a life of misery. Those that can, can let go and let God. Those that know there is an option to what you have chosen if you're living your life today in despair. Trials are dark on every hand. It's just, you're just worried to death. You're afraid to go to the doctor. You're afraid to watch the stock market report. You're afraid to go to church. You're afraid to do anything. Get out on the traffic, get out on the freeways or whatever. I mean, you just live in constant misery. You're afraid you're going to meet somebody on the street and have to speak to them, and you just despise them. And your life is locked in that, and yet people that have the same problems as you have, they've had deaths in their family this year. They've had sickness in their family this year. They've had financial setbacks in their family this year. They have lost their job this year, but you know what? They're not handling it like you are. Because they have learned, we want to talk to you about this morning, nevertheless, trials dark on every hand, we cannot understand all the way that God will lead us to that blessed promised land. Nevertheless, whatever weapon that's formed against you will not prosper. If you understand, there's a nevertheless that you can live by. So please pay attention. Ted Williams was one of my heroes growing up. Ted Williams played Major League Baseball like few people ever played it. He happened to play for the Boston Red Sox when a man by the name of Pete Runnels, who was raised in Pasadena, Texas, came to know the Lord Jesus Christ at the First Baptist Church in Pasadena. My dad led him to the Lord. And uh, he was born again. His whole life changed. He Became a deacon. Died early in his life playing golf. And he and I spent many, many hours together. Matter of fact, he was here the night that Sagemont, the morning Sagemont opened his door. He was here all night long putting up the pews in the chapel. That's the kind of man Pete was. And Ted Williams admired him because of his faith and his trust. And he batted right after Ted Williams. And uh, he said they had to throw me strikes because they didn't want to face him with me on first base by walking me. But here's what he told me about Ted Williams I've remembered all my life. He said, Ted Williams had the ability to, to, he studied pitchers, and he knew what they were going to throw him before they threw it. He knew when they got in certain situations, and those of you that know baseball, I'll be through this illustration real quick. You don't understand what I'm saying, maybe. But if you know what the pitcher's going to throw, was a curveball, a changeup, a fastball, inside, outside, if you know, you got a better chance of hitting it. But if you don't know, you don't have a clue. And most of us are out there just swatting the air because we don't know that, uh, you know, I don't understand why this, you know, and you miss it. God says, because I told you it was coming. I told you there would be bad times. I told you this is going to happen. Now, when you know that death is going to come in your family, sickness is going to come in your family, financial uh, irresponsibility is going to come in your family, and you get ready for it, when it comes, you know what to do with it. You know why? Because you know the nevertheless. See, the the word nevertheless says all the others are like this, but nevertheless, thanks to Calvary and thanks to an open tomb and thanks to a soon-coming Lord, we can stay focused. His ways are higher than our ways. He doesn't handle things like a lot of church-going people handle them. They go berserk just like the world does because they haven't learned that a new birth means there is a nevertheless. The world is going to face this. You're going to face this. I'm going to face this. But nevertheless, he that is in us is greater than he that's in the world. So we don't live on, on pins and needles all the time. We are strong in the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to John 16, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world, you're going to have tribulations. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Have you overcome the world yet? Say, well, quite frankly, no. Would you like to know one that has and wants to take you with him? You can And so when the world tells you how bad things are, you can be reminded, that's okay. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. If I die, I die unto the Lord. If I live, I live unto the Lord. Whether I live or whether I die, I'm the Lord's. If I stay alive long enough, he's going to come, and in the twinkling of an eye, the trump will blow, the dead in Christ will rise, and then those that are alive and remain will be called up to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. So why are you so depressed? If you claim to be a Christian, why is it that, that so many church going people just can't cut it? They're not one bit different. Now, if you give a church member a couple glasses of wine, they get okay. All of a sudden they think they've been overflowed with the Holy ghost, but no, what you have done, you have chosen to do the exact same things the world does because you don't realize what it means to be born again. You don't realize what it means to have God living in your life. And that every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. For those of you that haven't come to this realization, could I let you in on a little secret? Maybe you're just feeling great today, but one day you're going to get sick. You may think today that you're going to live for a thousand years, one day you're going to die. If you think everybody loves you, if they do, one day they won't. Just expect that. If you have a job and you're happy with it, you're not guaranteed another day. None of us know what another day is going to bring. If you understand all that's going on today, there's going to come a day when you don't. If you think you got it all together, one day you won't have it. But nevertheless, but nevertheless, there is one that's got it all together. And that one that has it all together wants so much to take over your life. When we look at these precious little babies and know the world they're fixing to go into, thank God they they escaped abortion. They were born, but they still got a battle. And our goal is to get these little ones to Jesus as soon as we can. The world will gobble them up like crocodiles. But God says, there's a nevertheless. They don't have to live in original sin. They can be born again. They can have a new life in Jesus Christ. Could I caution you, my dear church-going friend that enjoys sinning? The day will come, if you enjoy sin, that you're going to pay the price. You see, the Bible says there's pleasure in sin. Could I read you the rest of the verse? For a season. One day, season is over. One day, that's in the past. And now you're into a different time in your life. And you know what? The Bible says your sins will find you out. The Bible says it's going to rise up to haunt you. You're going to enjoy it, be cool, put down Christians, shut your Bible, never pray, but one day you're going to pray. If you don't understand, the nevertheless, if God is in you, no weapon is formed against you will prosper. But if He's not, you don't stand a chance. You say, I think I can make it. Can I assure you? You won't. There never has been one, and there never will be one. I can do all things through Christ, which what? Strengthens me. But without Him, I can do nothing. And neither can you. The word, nevertheless, for those of you that are in a unique situation, and say, Well, I'm so unique in my situation that that I think I can handle it. I think I can do it. No, you can't. And you won't. And so God wants you to know that regardless of how positive you're thinking, you cannot handle it. I read a story some time ago of a third grader whining to his teacher and went back to class he said, you said that Austin is the capital of Texas. But when I told my father that, He said, you were wrong. It is Dallas. The teacher responded to the little boy, I'm sure that your father did tell you that because I have met your father. (laughs) And nothing about that encourages me to doubt you. I believe he said it. But nevertheless, Austin remains the capital of Texas. (laughs) You see, there's a lot of people who can make an argument for sin, but the nevertheless says, but at the final day, he will have preeminence. He will win. You may never win the lottery, but when Jesus comes into your life, you won. You won. And the little few million that they give in the lottery means nothing because you're an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ and he owns the cattle on a thousand hills and the hills they graze on and the universe that lights the sky with the beautiful moon and stars at night and the sun that comes up in the morning I mean we can go on and on but there has to be that nevertheless all the bad is there but nevertheless God is my refuge and my strength and a very present help in time of trouble and I will rely on him Day after day after day. When all the clouds come rolling in and you're praying for sunshine, it sure helps to know the word nevertheless. I am believing it's going to warm up in Houston. (laughs) Eventually. Probably not today, but eventually. But all of us wise husbands need to learn the importance when disputes come between you and your wife to learn these two words, yes, dear. (laughs) And you can move that to another octave if God says it, yes, sir. Yes, God, I don't understand it, but I trust you. My friends don't understand it, but nevertheless, I'm going to trust you. I don't care what everybody else do. I'm going to follow you. You are the strength of my life. You are my Lord, my Savior, my Redeemer, my soon-coming King. You're my comforter. You are my guide. You are my encourager. You provide my every need. I'm going to trust you because I've learned that nevertheless, I've been born again. I don't think like I used to think. I don't do what I used to do. I don't go where I used to go. I don't have relationships like I used to have because my life has been changed by the blood of Jesus. Could I go back and read the first scripture again? 2 Timothy two nineteen. Nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure. Having the seal, the Lord knows them that are his and let everyone that names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Today, the devouring enemy is hovering over our world, over our city, over our family, and over our very lives. He is hovering to see if there's any way to break through and devour us and to grab us and take us away into an eternity without God. The devil is tempting our young people to rebel and to leave the protection of their parents. I would invite you, if you ever go to Africa, to see what happens to the young when they leave their parents. They don't survive very many hours. But our young people, so many of them, They treat their parents like dirt, and they will pay dearly for that. Dearly for that. The church, the church has left the protection of the Word of God. This church, or any church that does not teach this book, is blowing smoke, deceiving people, and a great price will be paid for it. The Bible does say you have to repent, the Bible does say there's a hell. There's a heaven to gain. There's a hell to shun. The Bible says you must be born again. The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for sin. And it's not talking about World War Four. It's talking about the blood of Calvary. When Jesus shed his royal red blood so that we could be born again. That when the devil says, I got you, we can say, nevertheless, I've been washed in the blood. And the blood of Jesus has cleansed me from all sin. The devil has attacked us now. Our churches, the attendance, is dramatically dropping regardless of the kind of church or the denomination or whatever. All statistics show there is a great falling, which is a prophecy of the Bible. Before the nevertheless, Jesus is coming again. It doesn't matter what the statistics show, Jesus is coming again. The courts and nations That ignore the Word of God will pay the price. The married couple, when they leave the strength of their mate, pay a price. That's just our world. That's not some crazy preacher. It's just simply being reminded that we must be born again. If we can use the word, even though that's what all the predictions are, as what's going to happen in the next hundred years, nevertheless, God is the strength of my life. And nothing good will he withhold from those that love us. You want to know what's happening in the world? Read 2 Timothy chapter 3 and start with verse 1. But know this, that in the last days, tribulations will come. And then take it from there. Get by yourself and read it. But the solid foundation of the Lord stands sure. Nevertheless, the foundation of the Lord stands secure. I am so blessed. Many of you say, me too, Pastor. I think we're one of the most blessed people in the world. I think those of us going through the worst valley ever are better off than 80% of the population of the world. Sometimes I feel guilty to feel so good. Isn't that crazy? But the point is that we know that, that God is the strength of our life and that when the weapon comes... that that rises up against us is not going to win because there was that moment when something dramatic happened in our life and that was called a new birth experience or being born again. Lee Strobel shared with us last Monday night that the most profound atheists in the world now that have been atheists for 50, 60 years and everybody's read their books, and everybody has changed their life and thrown away 40 and 50 years following those guys teaching that there is no God have come back to say, now we were wrong. Let me tell you something. God's not going to come back and tell you he was wrong. He is the way. He's the truth. He's the life. He is the truth. And it'll never change. Except we repent, we're going to perish. Unless we come, we're going to be thrown into the pit but God says nevertheless I don't care who you are I don't care what your bank account is I don't care what your doctor says about your health I don't care how you look I love you I made you I created you I want people to see me through you and how many times have we been touched by little children those that are struggling with some special needs in their life To go to the hospital where there are people like that and see their faith and their trust and their love because God is so real in their life. When the enemy has spent all of their energy and stand over us, triumphantly waiting to hear our whimpering acknowledgement of defeat Knowing that he has won, throw that word at him, Satan, you've done all of this to me. And I've suffered greatly. But nevertheless, I am secure in the Lord. I know in whom I believe, I'm persuaded he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. Thanks to Calvary, right? Thanks to an open tomb. Thank to a Bible that is inspired and errant and infallible. And no one in the Bible ever went back and said, I lied to you when I wrote Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, whatever. It's remained the truth and it will remain the truth until we stand before God. All of us need to learn this scripture. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Don't be a wimp when you get tempted. If you can't handle it, just step back. If you can't walk in it, let God pick you up. But don't leave him. Don't run from him. Don't go after other gods. Why? Because we have been born again. We say, Lord, these people are smarter than I am. You know what the Lord says about that? All of these atheists, gurus or whatever. He says, but they're not smarter than I am. You know, I think my first grade teacher was a whole lot smarter than me when I was graduating college. I think she knew more when she was in the first grade than when I graduated. But I know this. There is a God that's a whole lot smarter than me. His ways are higher than my ways. People say, well, I can't see God. Can I assure you something? One day you will. And you can meet him in peace or you can meet him in war. You can meet him forgiven, or you will meet him condemned. But the Bible says one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. I hope the nevertheless is a part of your vocabulary. Because nevertheless the foundation of God standeth sure. Don't be ignorant of God's word. When we dismiss here in a few moments, we'll have 40 more classes in this building. Go to a Bible study class. Well, I can't decide which one to go to. They all teach the Bible. Just find one. You know, if your car is the west, go west and stop one. You'll be closer to your car when they get dismissed. Or stay in here for the next service. it would be totally different from this one. The point is, we have been born again if we know the Lord. If we don't, we can be. The price is paid. You'll not see a collection plate today, okay? You will not sign a pledge card today. We do not tell you give God a dime and he'll give you a dollar. We'll just tell you God will supply your need. I'd rather be well than have enough money to pay for my hospital bills. And God is a great physician. And so as we come to a close. When we say, you know, I'm just out of arguments, God. God says, good. Good, now we can move on. (laughs) I'm glad now. I was about to shut you up, but since you're willing to shut up yourself, we can bring this thing to a conclusion. But in order to conclude right, you got to know this book. There's no other way to get around it. You say, well, God talks to me all the time. He sure does right here. You say, well, God told me something he hadn't told anybody else. No, he hadn't. No, no, take take a pill. (laughs) you you get over it. God doesn't hold the secrets. This book contains the Word of God inspired in Aaron and infallible. Nowhere in the Bible does it promise us an easy-going life. And when you hear the intimidating laughter of Satan and you see the demons dancing around you, and you wonder what's going to happen, don't you forget that word, nevertheless. My hope is built on Jesus Christ. He is my sword. He is my shield. He is my God. And I will follow him. 2 Corinthians 7, 5 says, Our flesh had no rest, but we were troubled on every side. Without we're fightings, and within we're fears. Now listen, nevertheless, God, that comforts those that are cast down, comforts us. Do you need comforting today? Do you need encouragement today? Do you need somebody to just smile at you today? If it's not your birthday, would you just like somebody to say happy day? and you can start singing I think I'll write a song and then happy days are here again you know whatever (laughs) but why don't you take just about 120 seconds and blot out this world and forget about all the problems you have and take your burden to the Lord and leave it there and then look at yourself in the mirror when you get home and say I got up this morning With all these problems and all these troubles. But nevertheless, He that's in me is greater because I ask Him to come into my life. I didn't learn it up here, I learned it here. I have given God my life, and He is my Lord and my Savior. To the intellectually gifted, to the financially independent, to the depressed, to the disappointed, to the sick, to the hungry, to the naked, to the aching heart, to the lonely, those that have broken dreams and immeasurable disappointments, there is one word I want you to take home with you. Nevertheless, nevertheless, He is my Lord. Whatever I face, he will face with me. Whatever the doctor says, he is the great physician. Where I go, he will go in eternity. And he will be with me forever and forever and forever. Praise his holy name. When God speaks through his word, there's no debate. There's no argument. There is no miracles going to ever happen to you until you admit you got a need. You're not going to experience a miracle of a new birth until you admit you're lost. You're not going to see the miracle of God taking over whatever problem you have until you become God's child Amen. by adoption through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. So... We have to close. This is not a name it and claim it thing. This is a Bible fact. He is Lord. Amen? Amen. Say it with me. He is Lord. Now I hope you can bow your head and say, He's my Lord. And if you can't, that you'll bow your head right now and close your eyes. No one looking around And with your head bowed and your eyes closed right now, you would say, Dear God, I want you to be my Lord and my Savior. I have sinned. I have come short of your glory. Nevertheless, I believe your word. You said, Father, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, will be saved. i do it right now. Come into my life. Forgive me. Save me. I am a sinner. No excuses. I am a sinner. I confess it, but I'm asking you right now, I'm drawing a line in the sand. Come into my life. Forgive me of my past. I can't forget it, but you can. And I thank you. You've promised that once you forgive me, you forget it, and you'll remember it no more. Praise your holy name. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.